Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1 with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years. They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. In my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today we bring you uh, one of my favorite contributors. He's a point-and-shoot expert on uh, all things nutrition-related. He's Neil Edward Levin, Senior Nutrition Education Manager and a product formulator for Now Foods, as well as our favorite product line, Protocol for Life Balance. And today's subject is detoxification. Okay, that's a big theme within integrative and functional medicine, the notion that uh, our bodies need to clean up and that uh, we can, by various means, facilitate that process. We're going to take a deep dive on that subject with uh, Neil Levin. So thank you very much for joining us again today, Neil. It's a pleasure having you on again. I always enjoy having a pleasant conversation with you. Thank you. Okay, well, let's start out with something uh, not so pleasant, uh, because detoxification uh, is getting some hard knocks these days from skeptics who say the body is perfectly capable of doing all the processes that it needs to clean up uh, without the assistance of uh, rigorous, uh, you know, fasting protocols and uh, juicing and various vitamins and supplements. It, it does fine, and this whole notion of detoxification is kind of overblown. I mean, let's start, let's uh, take a look at that proposition. Well, I mean, there are there are plenty of products and claims out there, and some of them do go pretty far, but you know, the body uses nutrients to deal with the waste that's produced in the body. And the waste is produced just from normal metabolic processes, our, every cell in the body is generating waste that ends up going to the liver and the kidneys and having to be dealt with. And there's a multi-step process to do that, which requires nutrient cofactors. So adding nutrients to make sure you get enough of those is kind of like taking a multivitamin to cover gaps in the diet that are almost inevitable with today's lifestyle and the processing and growing of foods and everything else that's different from the way it has been for our distant ancestors. So we are dealing with more things to detoxify. There is industrial pollutants and chemicals in the air, the water, the food, pesticides, 
All these things increase our need for these detoxification processes that, yes, are natural to the body. But no, that doesn't mean there's an infinite supply of the compounds that have to be produced in the body to actually do the detoxification work. So we have to get rid of environmental foreign elements entering the body and the waste that's produced in the body. And there's so many of these chemicals involved these days. There's probably tens of thousands of chemicals and compounds we're exposed to on a daily basis that makes our bodies have to work that much harder. And if we had a perfect diet and a perfect environment, maybe we, we wouldn't need that. But how many of us really have that? Indeed. And, you know, how many of us live in a, you know, in a pristine uh, environment? Uh, but can, can detoxification become kind of a, a mania, you know, like out, out, foul spot? You know, people who believe that they have to uh, undertake uh, very aggressive purges, sometimes using uh, laxative type uh, products, you know, with senna and tons of fiber uh, to uh, mobilize the toxins out of their system. I mean, that's sort of the, I think, the dark side of detoxification is sometimes it becomes a little bit of an obsession. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Some people will take anything to the nth degree and go beyond what's healthy. Uh, we do need fiber, and, you know, in federal surveys done by the government, there are consistently people get uh, a quarter or less of the fiber that's needed by the body, and that means our guts are not as healthy as they could be. We're not converting things into the nutrients needed by our intestinal cells, for example, using fiber that's being fermented by probiotics in the gut, as we've discussed before. But is there's other compounds being needed, and, and some of them are produced by the body. Some of them need nutrients to be produced by the body because let's say a toxin gets the liver. It could be a pesticide that's in the food. It could be a pollutant from the air. It could be almost anything, something produced in the body that's just a waste product. And, you know, for, for example, the liver has to turn them into something that's fairly inert and safe to excrete. And that's a multiple-step process. The first process uses typically enzymes, that uh, convert them into water-soluble things so they could be excreted safely through the kidneys and the urinary tract. So fat-soluble things can actually be converted into water-soluble ones for ease of excretion. In the process, it inherently makes those compounds a little more dangerous mm. when they become water-soluble. And in fact, the blood-brain barrier that everyone's heard of uh, has a primary function of excluding those kind of compounds, these water-soluble waste products produced by the liver detoxification. So uh, uh, the second phase of liver detoxification kind of locks it up. It's uh, analogy I use. I like to use is if if you have a uh, a criminal that's being brought from a jail to a courthouse, and of course they're going to put them into a locked vehicle, uh, an armored vehicle, and transport them. And the phase two liver detox is kind of like that. You've, you now have something that's inherently dangerous that has to be safely excreted, and liver detoxification takes care of that as well. 
So as we're producing more and more of these waste products because we're exposed to more and more of these chemicals that are inherently dangerous, whether produced in the body or externally and exposed to us uh, via the, our environments, uh, either way, we have to deal with them internally. And this is the body's way to do that. And there are certain nutrients and supplements that can aid that process without going into the fad diet and uh, extreme things that some people will tend to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so c can you give us a little primer on these these steps of detoxification? I mean, we know we... Uh, there's so many ways the body gets rid of things. I mean, it gets rid of th you gets rid of things via exhalations, with via the breath. It also gets rid of uh, things via uh, sweat. Uh, it also gets rid of things via the kidneys, via urination. You, uh, compounds come out that way. Uh, but uh, when we learn about detoxification in functional medicine, uh, you often hear and you you mention the terms phase one and phase two detox. And so the, this is very fundamental to how the liver, which is our primary detoxification organ, uh, gets rid of harmful things. So can, can we take a step back and, and break that down? Sure. Uh, well, phase one is uh, the, typically the cytochrome P450 enzymes involved. And a lot of the listeners might have heard of that because Sometimes there are cautions on certain uh, products that they might interfere with the cytochrome P450 pathway and the and drugs, for example, that are metabolized that way. Mm -hmm. even, even grapefruit does that. Yeah, grapefruit is is of course uh, something that uh, that's a good example where uh, people might have heard of that. But uh, you know, there, there's other things that do that as well, and. Uh, it could go two ways. It could either interfere with the enzymes where things don't detoxify as quickly, which could mean, for example, a medication mm -hmm. that is normally metabolized and expected to leave the body after a certain time doesn't if if that enzyme that breaks it down is being interfered with by something or doesn't have the right nutrients, you need to produce enough of it. Uh, on the other hand, you could also stimulate the production of the enzymes and detoxify things more quickly, and then say the medication might be less effective mm -hmm. because of that. So, you know, there's multiple ways in which you could interfere with that normal process, uh, and the interference might be by simply not having enough of the nutrient cofactors necessary. Mm -hmm. And then phase two, there's different enzymes that are used, and some of them use amino acids or uh, antioxidant-type compounds mm -hmm. to, uh, or methylation even, uh, to modify the chemical structure so that they can become uh, safely excreted from the body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these are both normal processes that, that we have to do, but we can ex expedite them and make them easier or avoid the things that interfere with them. And some of that can be done simply by making sure you get enough certain nutrients. So here's an interesting wrinkle to this is that when we talk about toxins, we mostly think of external toxins, but there are also internal uh, compounds which need to be broken down, among which are things like estrogen. And uh, if estrogen is broken down in a way similar to some of these uh, external compounds, and if estrogen builds up to unsafe levels, we can have a higher risk of 
female cancers, uh, uterine cancer, breast cancer. Uh, it's thought that um, uh, by accelerating detoxification, we might actually have an impact on the risk for uh, these diseases. Well, that's true because the body has a way of producing these compounds, these metabolites, that it can, can actually be altered which metabolites are made by the detoxification process being efficient or inefficient. And if you don't have the right detoxification process, you can produce, you know, say for estrogen, you could produce uh, these 16-hydroxyestrogen or, or some of these other forms that are considered more of a problem or more of a risk factor versus some of the safer forms. So you know, it's important that you have the a good liver function and, and kidney function to be able to deal with these toxins. And, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why, you know, some people need certain therapies when they get diseases. Uh, you know, say, uh, you know, if they have kidney failure or something, they're not getting mm -hmm. rid of these toxins right. in the right manner, as well as the fluids and other things in the body that might go off. But, you know, being able to remove these toxins that are inevitably produced in our bodies is an important thing that is needed for optimal health, for basic biological functioning of our bodies. Is it true that uh, you're consuming even moderate amounts of alcohol kind of gums up the detoxification processes within the liver and, and burdens the liver and makes it less likely to be able to handle uh, its usual work in detoxifying? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some evidence that small amounts of alcohol might be healthy in certain ways, like raising HDL cholesterol. But on the other hand, it's another burden for the liver mm -hmm. to have to detoxify and, and deal with the alcohol and its metabolites. So, you know, using that capacity for something other than just dealing with normal toxins in the body you know, actually ingesting something that could be toxic. And, you know, people who smoke or vape might get other things that that do that as well. So, you know, that that's obviously not a well-thought-out strategy to support the body's own natural detoxification processes, you know, to add things mm -hmm. to the body that are going to be potentially toxic. And, you know, we're humans. We do, we live in societies. We do that every day. Yeah. Uh, and there's a special subcategory of uh, toxicity these days, which is mycotoxins. Mycotoxins need to be eliminated from the body, too. These are things that you uh, get from exposure to mold. It's not so much mold allergy. It's actual neurotoxins and other toxic substances that are, that are uh, released by uh, toxic mold. And facilitating detoxification in those patients is extremely important. It is. And, you know, it's important to know that, you know, some companies like Protocol for Life Balance, uh, Now Health Group, we actually test for these mold, yeast and molds and, and pathogens in our incoming raw materials. We also test when we make a liquid with water, which could be anything from a lotion or shampoo, uh, a cream to a liquid supplement that we're testing to make sure that it does not 
easily grow molds. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually have preservative systems, which might be acidic, it might be removing water, it might be using some gentle things in there, like uh, antioxidant-type compounds, or, you know, in some cases, we'll use a potassium sorbate or, or a gentle nature-identical uh, preservative like that as necessary, because safety is very important. Also, on on things that are uh, like chlorella or spirulina, these uh, single-celled organisms that we sell as supplements, uh, they're actually tested for mycotoxins mm-hmm. to make sure that they're not going to be in there. So, you know, because they could have neurological problems or whatever from having uh, exposure to those. So, you know, we're, we're certainly scrupulous in making sure the materials we get have been tested for all of those type of problematic uh, organisms. Right. We don't want to make things worse. Well, let's start with the chlorophyll because uh, in an article uh, that uh, you helped prepare for uh, our website at drhoffman.com, uh, detoxification with the right supplements, uh, which which you can access. It's uh, you know we'll we'll uh, provide a link with this podcast. Um, you you uh, highlight chlorophyll as a detoxifying agent, and so I. I'm not sure why that should be included, but I know that it's been used for millennia. Uh, I mean, the idea of green drinks or, or chlorophyll. Uh, I, I remember whenever my dog was sick, my childhood dog, uh, you know, Lucky would get sick to the stomach. You know, you can see, you know, he kind of lost his appetite. And then he'd start eating grass, which is a very undog-like thing. You know, like rabbits eat grass. Okay, fine, they're herbivores, but... It was almost like instinctively he was drawn to green stuff to settle his stomach. So what what's the basis for how chlorophyll works to support detoxification? Well, I'm sure everyone's heard the basic story of chlorophyll. It's an, uh, uh, something that produces uh, energy in plants. It, it converts sunlight into energy basically, in plants. It's a, kind of like we have mitochondria in our cells producing energy from nutrients. They're actually producing it from, you know, things like sugars uh, mm-hmm. that they use structurally as well as for energy uh, from sunlight and uh, carbon dioxide, which is amazing. Uh, so it's a green pigment, and we know pigments tend to be very healthy. We've all heard of carotenoids like beta-carotene and lutein and uh, lycopene uh, being used, uh, you know, very popular supplements nowadays that are made from plant pigments. And chlorophyll is the green pigment. And it's an unusual organism because it is something that can you know, magically, kind of like a solar factory, produce energy. But it's also very similar to the hemoglobin cells in our own yep. bloodstream. So mm-hmm. it's, it's believed to have a, be a blood builder as well. Uh, and, now, laboratory ex- experiments show that chlorophylls affect both the phase one and phase two detoxification processes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, being similar to hemoglobin and other hemes in the body, uh, explains why uh, a diet rich in green vegetables tends to have beneficial effects on gut health versus a diet that's based on red meat, which doesn't have those pigments. 
now, what we have is called sodium copper chlorophyllin, and that's a way to convert the fat-soluble chlorophyll in green plants into uh, a water-soluble compound that's bioavailable, more bioavailable to the body. And it, it's been shown to be a very potent free radical scavenger in laboratory tests. Mm. And to form compa- compounds with xenobiotics, with uh, organisms that come in from outside the body that we might may or may not want, but it limits their ability to in- reach the bloodstream because it's forming a complex with them that becomes too big to fit through the tight junctions of the intestinal tract where they're not bioavailable. Oh, so, so you it can help sw- reject it like sweeps those it out organisms. of the intestine. In a sense, yes. And uh uh I, I know that in, in medical use they they typically will give chlorophyll supplements to patients who have the colostomy bags and things yes. which are, are, to are believed to, to deodorize deodorize them, right. So internal deodorant is a term that's often been used for chlorophyll. And traditionally, when you've, uh, you know, I go back in the health food industry to the 1970s and and 80s, and we sold garlic with uh, parsley pills. Mm -hmm. And the parsley was added to detoxify uh, the odor of the garlic, so it would be a less odor, odiferous gar- type of garlic when you ingest it, that you would not smell so much like garlic mm. when you're consuming these garlic supplements. So that, that's actually been used in the natural products industry for decades in that way. How do you consume this? I mean, do you take a, you know, big scoops of powder or do you take, a, is it in capsule form? What, what's the way that this is delivered? Uh, typically, it's in a liquid form mm-hmm. and or capsule. So, uh, you know, capsule is obviously more convenient. Yeah, uh, for a capsule, you would do uh, you know, a, a small one to three capsules a day, typically. There's about 100 milligram in each capsule of chlorophyll, this uh, water-soluble chlorophyll pigment. And, if you know, if you eat a healthy vegetarian diet, you might get half or a third of that. In, a, in the diet. So, you know, e- even one capsule would be a pretty good di- amount for chlorophyll. Hmm. So it's uh, a concentrate of what you might get from actual food. Yes. You're, you're, by having a more bioavailable form, it, it's kind of like people make the liposomes and, and phytosomes to enhance the absorption of various things or, you know, uh, curcumin, there's always some strategy for in, improving bioavailability. This is basically the same idea. You're, you've improved the bioavailability by making it water-soluble instead of fat-soluble. And in laboratory experiments, it, it still has benefits in terms of uh, doing what chlorophyll is expected to do in the body. And Protocol for Light Balance has a specific product. What, what is it called? Yeah, we have chlorophyll uh, capsules. They're vegetarian capsules, 90 capsules in a bottle. Uh, you know, they, it's a good way to add some of these greens, especially for people that don't eat a lot of green foods or vegetables. You know, there's there's a lot of folks, including my mother, that doesn't like to eat those yeah. kind of things, that doesn't like those foods. Taste aversion. And, you know, where so are you getting yeah. this? Yeah. 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 
All right, drhoffman.com slash protocol for light balance is the place to go uh, to get more information about uh, chlorophyll. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the other accoutrements to detoxification in part two. There's a nice article at drhoffman.com, support detoxification with the right supplements that you can access on our website. Our guest is Neil Levin. He's Senior Nutrition Education Manager and a product formulator for Now Foods, which is the uh, retail branch of Protocol for Life Balance. Protocol for Life Balance is a uh, physician-dispensed brand, so it's kind of like the, um, (laughs) I I guess you could call it uh, the luxury brand, not necessarily uh, luxurious prices. Their prices are economical, but it's uh, designed for physicians to dispense. Uh, we'll be right back with more of today's Intelligent Medicine podcast. Stay with us. <laughs> 